here we are with this week's edition of Who Is. Um, in this week's interview, we um, get to hear from Ariana DeBoer, a senior on the team. Uh, last time Ariana raced in the Albemarle Singlet was back in February at the Indoor State Meet, um, where she won the Indoor 32-meter state title with a crazy, crazy kick. Um, Ariana has just recently committed to the College of William & Mary, um, where we're really excited to see how she continues to progress in this sport. This interview was a lot of fun, um, and it was great to hear how Ariana got to this point um, of her career in such a natural, um, kind of like motivating way. Um, um, she is great at reducing pressure as she continues to try to be great on this sport, and it's definitely something we can all learn from. So I hope you guys enjoy it, um, and like always, here's Jay Sean to take it away. special guest this week, Ariana DeBoer. Um, Ariana is a senior on the team. Um, I guess not, maybe, do you guys ever announce captains? I don't know. She would have been a captain if we had a season. We're going to call her captain. Um, captain of um, the girls team, um, the current state champion um, in the 3200. Um, she won that as a junior. It was actually the last, one of the last races run in high school in Virginia, like actually like for the high schools. Um, since it's the last rate of the indoor meet and that was the last meet of the season before everything shut down and one of the most exciting 45 minutes of Al Marl track history just in terms of Ariana um, having a last second kick to win at the line and then her teammate Will McKenzie winning 30 minutes later in a very similar way in the guys section so um, Ariana just committed to William and Mary um, which we're really excited about and she's even run some big PRs this fall through the pandemic so um, we're excited to hear from her um, and I guess first question we always ask Ariana is how did you get into this sport and what, like, talk about your introduction to Almar cross country and track? Well, I played some sports growing up. I was really bad at basketball and swimming, but I did soccer and I was pretty decent at soccer. But as I got to middle school, I started realizing that the only reason I was really good at soccer was because I was fast. And so I thought, oh, I should do cross country. <laughs> and so I started going to the cross country practices and met the team and just never really looked back. I mean, it was just such a perfect sport for me. I love the community and I love the way that the races aren't something that I have to like dread or be nervous for. And that's just kind of how I got into running. It wasn't anything big. So uh, do you dread or get nervous for anything in life, Ariana? That's a serious well, question. Um, like would you do it for other sports or is this just for running or other sports but more so I've played piano for a very long time okay. like starting in first grade and whenever we'd have these concerts or whenever we'd have group lessons where I'd have to play for people I would get so nervous my hands oh, would start shaking and that would just like make me have a terrible piano recital yeah. but for running when I have adrenaline and when I'm looking forward to a race and ready for it then I know that's going to help me it's not going to be something that will hurt me like it would in piano which has been really nice for me. So you have learned how to use it. Because um, yeah, I think from a coaching perspective, you are probably like one of the top, if not the top athlete in terms of channeling that and staying even keeled before a race and just being confident in yourself. It's been kind of inspiring as a coach to like coach you to see that each time and like how 
we know we're always going to get Ariana's best each time you get on the course of the track, which is always exciting. Um, well, cool. So you started as a freshman. Did you know that you, so you had a feeling you were going to be good? Well, I knew that I was fast enough. I wasn't really that fast in middle school. I had a lot of friends who were faster than me. We'd oh, do the mile and okay. I'd do fine, but I wasn't like ever the best person there. And it was really, I don't think I realized that I was really good at running until halfway through the season in cross country when I okay. started. I think maybe the cup was when I realized, oh, I'm actually good at this. Just my <laughs> first race with the team. And before that, it was always kind of like, oh yeah, running's fun. Maybe I'll be good at it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember I knew you were good as a freshman, but it wasn't until indoor, you ran your first race, it was a two mile outdoors. Mm-hmm. And you ran like 11.40 and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this girl's crazy. Um, and just being excited from that. Well, um, did you, so you're, I always describe you as super competitive, but is that just in running or is that like, does that no. show out in other sports too? I'm definitely a very competitive person in everything and I'm able to keep it to myself most of the time, uh-huh. but it is really useful when yes, I'm running and yeah. I can, I kind of have to tone it down for myself because I will get competitive in almost anything, but I know that it's really annoying. So I have to make sure that's not something that always shines out. <laughs> can, can we dig, and we don't have to, but like, can you at least give us like one story where maybe young Ariana, because I can give, I had a huge temper growing up. Um, and like, I had the same issue where I had to control my competitiveness because it was embarrassing me in front of my friends. I'm not saying you ever did that, but like I can, so many stories about that, but do you have any story where it's like, oh man, Ariana, that, that went a little too far with the competitiveness? Um, not specifically, I guess. It was just in school and everything. I really wanted to do well. And if I didn't do well, it was, it was not good. And <laughs> it was something that I kind of had to learn to say, no, I don't always have to be the best at everything. Yeah. And it really helped when I did do that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it does seem like you're able to turn it on in a healthy way with the running. Um, so, well, very cool. And so, um, your running has progressed. You've had a very, I would say smooth progression. You got hurt indoor freshman year, but that's the only time you've really had knock on wood, right? Um, a a serious injury. So, um, I guess you've signed to run in college. Was that always a goal or did that just happen naturally that you got to that level where you could do that type of thing? It was not at all a goal. In fact, Freshman year, I said, I am not going to run in college. There is no way I'm going to run in college because I'd be all stressed and I wouldn't be able to focus. And then I got a little bit farther. I got to sophomore year, junior year. And I said, you know, maybe I'll run in college, but I'm not going to go on scholarship. There's no way I'm going to look out for a scholarship because I think that it would make me focus too much on running and not enough on school and college. And it really wasn't until like late junior year, senior year when I said, you know, I think I could probably get a scholarship to college and I think I'd still be able to focus on my studies. So that was something that really progressed along with my running. As I got faster, it got more and more in reach. And I think probably one of the reasons why I would tell myself, no, I don't want to run in college was because I kind of had a doubt in my mind that I don't think I'd be able to run in college. And I didn't want that to be something that disappointed me that I'd get to the time when people were looking out for college and I'd try to do it and it wouldn't work. And so I'd always told myself, know that I don't need I don't want to do that but as I as it progressed as my running progressed that really progressed too and I realized this is something that I think I would really like running college is something that I think I'd enjoy that's awesome yeah that's kind of I think that's a great way to look at it and it's not like you were never not motivated right you were always challenging yourself and always kind of pushing yourself to that next level but 
having good perspective with it, I think is probably made it happen more naturally and easier in some ways. Um, so why William and Mary? Can you, can you give us a little, we're all excited for you. Um, um, I think we would want to hear like, what about it excites you and what are you most excited for, I guess, for that and everything? Um, I looked into a few schools, most of them nearby, most of them very good schools academically. Yeah. And I think that was really the reason I chose William and Mary. I know that it is a very good school academically. I know that I will be part of a team where everyone also focuses on academics and doesn't just focus on running, which is something that was really important to me. I love running and it's something that I did want to continue to do in college, but I know that it's not my main goal in college and I don't want it to distract me from what I'm really there to do. So I chose William and Mary because it's close by and it was a very, it was a good option for me academically, athletically, and economically. Cool. Yeah, it seems like a the right call and they have a really good um, running program historically so I think you are getting the best, best of both worlds there which is awesome um well cool can you give us a little rundown real quickly of your um, um running this fall because you had a big PR in the 5k and even PR in the mile on the track right so yeah I did um, I guess talk I... to you about where your running's at I got very lucky in being able to race this fall because I think I did better than I would have if we actually had had a season because when we had a season we it was always a bunch of great courses and I do love challenging courses and they've always helped me and I've been able to do better because of them but we would never go to pole green we would never do anything remotely flat and so getting a chance to run at a really flat course was super fun super encouraging because I really saw oh the PRs that I see in other people I can match that it's not something that is too far away it's something that just happened because I run more challenging courses than some yeah. people yeah. so it was definitely a confident like a confidence booster yeah because your PR before this was from the state meet course which isn't a fast course right so yeah um is that correct in saying that right I think yeah, it was yeah it was um so you've got down to 1808 yeah um and then you ran 507 I think it was 509 509 okay. Wrong about that. Okay. okay awesome which is another um like a four three second PR which is four second PR which is huge well, cool. Um, so you got a lot of the big goals. You've won the state championship um, in indoor, but um, moving forward, assuming everything happens, um, moving forward to some degree, like what are your goals? Do you have goals? I want to win the state champion in cross country. That is something that I'm really interested in doing. And I'm also interested in indoor states. I think right now I'm not as focused on times because I know I'm not really going to be racing against very competitive groups of people except at states and so I really want to focus on states and that kind of end goal cool so yeah yeah, yeah we got a unique scenario where um we usually like kind of plan our seasons and our like mini peaks and whatever around these big invitationals like be it like down at Libby for indoor track or down in North Carolina right for cross country um or dogwood for outdoor right but um all our meets this year have to be dual meets um and so and just locally so um, and that in itself is going to force you, um, competition and maybe we could do some fun, shorter stuff too and stuff like that. Right. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I love that those goals of just focus on competing at the state level, which has been very successful for you up to this point. Um, I always call you the last kicker, um, like since freshman year, I, I don't remember freshman year cross country as much. I'm not going to lie, Ariana, but, <laughs> um, but since that moment, like, I feel like you never get out kicked. Like if there's people around you, um, you're going to outkick them. And I think, and it's not like you have no offense, but it's not like you like have a crazy amount of leg speed either. It's not like if we like lined you up for a 400, you would like 
necessarily dominate all these girls in a 400, but like, I think it's that competitiveness coming out in that last like hundred meters of a um, cross country or track race. It's like, you're not going to beat me. Like, like you're, <laughs> um, even when it's like the best run there in the state, like it was last year at indoor States. Um, so, well, cool. Well, we're really pumped for you. Um, thanks. Um, you've always been mature um, beyond your year. So it's cool to hear your perspective on a lot of this stuff, but um, yeah, um, we're excited for the next three condensed seasons and then to see what you do in college and um, beyond. So do we know what we want to study? Um, I think I'm going to major in statistics and then go into med school after college. Oh, cool. Have you taken stats here? No, I haven't. Okay, cool. I like it. I like it. Um, do you, you like numbers, obviously. I do like numbers. <laughs> I like math. I can't stand them, but she's doing statistics anyway. <laughs> He's not a big number person, but yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, cool. Well, um, Coach, is anything to add in that conversation? Any other questions before we move on? Uh, gaggle of Griffins is not right. I think it's a, it could be a pride of Griffins. So this is a big conversation before we started. Was uh, the, the what one with the mascot of William & Mary is, uh, but then two, uh, what the plural of Griffin is. And I found a couple, and none of them make any sense. However, a Senate of Griffin sounds really good. And I was wondering... Ariana, I'm just going to name a couple, and I want you to say what you think. Uh, myth of Griffins. Interesting. <laughs> okay, uh, an epic of Griffins. That sounds very similar to Okay, myth. it's pretty much exactly the same. Uh, pride <laughs> of Griffins. That one sounds, because I feel like it's a pride of lions, and Griffins are similar to lions, so I feel like okay. that makes sense. Ooh, okay. That's why, that's why you're doing statistics. That was good. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're going to do pride of Griffins. It's official. Sorry. Just... Wait, I'm confused. I missed something. So we were deciding what it was or you had three choices? Well, I think Ariana, as the newest <laughs> member of the oh, she could, tribe okay. of Griffins, uh, she now gets to choose. Uh, so but, it's okay. been established now. <laughs> I think the president of William and Mary will take you from Ariana and make that change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can set up a meeting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know he listens to this podcast, so. Yeah. <laughs> big, big listener. Um, all right, well, Ariana, we, we have a question, and we ask this to pretty much everyone, because everyone asks, everyone has this question. Uh, after a long run, regular day, whenever, what is your go-to Bodo's order? Well, I love everything bagels, so I always have an everything bagel. And if I'm getting a bagel in the morning, then I'll get egg and ham. I really like that one. But if it's in the afternoon, then it'll be an everything bagel with ham and lettuce and tomato and guacamole. Love guacamole. <laughs> nice okay okay do you ever make that that a sandwich at home or is that like a when i go to bodo's i will get that collection of ingredients i do make a sandwich at home but i feel like it always tastes better with bodo's maybe that's just because i'm buying it or maybe it's the everything bagel but bodo's is the best well, that's, i mean i feel like that's the same and I, all of us can agree like when someone else makes you a sandwich or makes you food it just tastes better like when you make it yourself, you're like, it doesn't hit the same. I don't know. I don't know if you guys agree. You know what my goal, my dream job growing up was? Uh, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> we're going to take it away. Being a, owning a sandwich shop. <laughs> the guy that can cook. I thought you called it. What? What would you have called it? What would the name of your? The Griffin. No. Uh, <laughs> Pride of Griffins. Zonies. I did a sandwich from there, from Zonies. Wow, okay. Yeah, that was, that was my dream. I had a panini press, and I really thought I had like the 
that was the future of sandwiches, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> As, how old were you? I'm from the eight, like, so I was, like, we have good sandwiches in Charleston. We do. Right? We do. Yeah. Like, and like, take it away, Bel Air and Bodo's were my favorite places to eat from the ages of like six on. So like, I just wanted to be the next one in the line, you know? Um, when did you start operating a panini press? I think that's my real question. Uh, probably around like seventh grade. Okay, six, I thought you were about to be six. I was like, my parents didn't let me touch a knife till I was 12. So. <laughs> I bought it myself too. Like I was, yeah. I didn't clean it very well, so it started smelling really bad. <laughs> <laughs> my roommate threw it out. He's like, sorry, I, I took over here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> All right, so then when you make a sandwich by yourself, what's your favorite sandwich to make? Well... I don't know. I feel like I'm less of a fan of making my own sandwiches. I'd be more likely to make a burrito and like make an egg burrito and put a bunch of stuff in it. Okay. What would you put in your egg burrito? Excuse me, um, your burrito. <laughs> spinach and cheese and what else do I put in it? Often ham or turkey. I'm about to change your life. And guacamole. <laughs> There's this place on 250 called Pico Wrap. Go there on Saturday and get a breakfast burrito and <laughs> you will thank me many times over. I'm serious. I love burritos. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Check, check out Pico Wrap. I'm going to keep bugging you. It's really <laughs> okay. The Bob, have you been to Pico Wrap? I have, but I will say my favorite breakfast burrito is still Foods of All Nation. Oh. Like, so good. But Tony Bennett goes to Pico Wrap. Yeah. Okay, but have you had... The breakfast burrito from Foods of All Nation. Tony Bennett goes. question. More than five times. I think it's. I know. I don't think he goes to Foods of All Nation. I'm pretty sure he does. <laughs> He's grocery shopping there. I've seen him. That's a lie. You know that's a lie. Uh, <laughs> so Foods of All Nation has a has a, has a burrito, like a burrito, or just a regular burrito. Like a breakfast burrito, and it's so good, and it's super cheap too. I think it's like $4, which is like super uncommon for Foods of All Nation because I feel like I breathe and I have to pay $65. But like, 65 Okay, so Ariana, there's only one way to settle this. You, you need, need to, to go to Pico Wrap. Burrito off. And then you need to go to Foods of All Nations and you need to order the same thing and need to let us know and our listeners, our award-winning listeners, um, just which one's better. All right. Yeah. I will do that. <laughs> yeah, but, but then you first need to make a, a YouTube channel, get some subscribers, <laughs> and then do an unboxing of these two burritos and do the whole nine yards. That's that's do what I'm really live, like on, yeah. Oh, like on screen and like. We'll give you our Almoral XCTF Instagram account, and you can live video oh you. Oh my god! You're eating both. This is great content, guys. This is. And then what's the best burrito you ever had? Like where, like where would you go then to get a burrito? Now it's, I guess that's the. I don't know. I don't really. When I do eat out, I don't really get burritos. So normally it's just the burritos I make, and I think the burritos I make are very good. I love them. Okay. Interesting. You know? okay. huh. so, so just kidding. Don't go to Pico Wrap. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Pico Wrap. <laughs> yeah, go to foods. Go to Foods of All Nations with fake Tony Bennett. Go, go there with. <laughs> You've obviously never had it, so. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> Vibes, this is good to know. I'm going to check it out. Sorry for being mean. Um, 
okay let's, you like next to ask question. questions coach vibes go for it but i like okay um if you weren't running what sport would you play i think i would love to try speed walking it looks so cool and whenever i see people doing it i'm like that looks so fun but if i could be like good at one sport i would choose skiing oh skiing yes. is so cool Skiing is my favorite sport besides running. So that's awesome. Have uh-huh. you skied before? I have. I'm not very good at it, but I do like it. Did you do like downhill or cross country? Downhill. Massillon and wintergreen. Very cool. I was going to ask, where'd you go? But yeah, <laughs> very cool. Oh, that's awesome. What, um, um, what excites you most about skiing? Is it just because it's like a, a fun looking sport or are you like, like why, why skiing? It's just really fun. I don't know. You get to go so fast. I feel like unless you're like race car driving, which scares me, skiing is like a sport that you would go fastest in because you're just going downhill and you're on skis and I don't know. It's just a really fun sport. It is extremely fun. Although you can't really race much at Massanutten or Wintergreen. I mm-hmm. once got, co- I, I was racing a friend and someone came up to me and says, hey man, you can't be racing. I said, I wasn't. And then my friend skied up and goes, yo, I just totally beat you. And the employee looked at us and was like, so. And we're like, all right, we're just going to call it a day. But so funny story. One time when I was skiing on a family vacation, like two years ago, I got like a speeding ticket on the slopes for like uh, not slowing down when I was supposed to. Did they clock you or is this just like a? No, they like took my name and like the hotel I was staying at <laughs> and like all this stuff. And they were like, if you do this again, like they like wrote down the description of like what I was wearing and they were like, do it again. And we're like taking your ski pass away. Did you have to pay a fine or anything? Or <laughs> no, I, thankfully it was like a warning, but. How fast were you going? Man. I don't know. I guess like two. Why didn't you question? You should have said like, like, uh, yeah. like we gotta have some limit? evidence here. They just can't say I saw you going fast. There has to be due process involved, right? Yeah, I mean, can't. we still have a constitution. It's like a cop just being like, hey, you were driving fast. I saw you. And you're like, well, how fast are you going? He's like, well, didn't catch that. <laughs> Looked quick. I was a little too surprised at the moment to have questions to follow up. I was like, what is this speeding ticket? I used to race my friends on the ski slopes um, and I thought it was really cool. And like, so I wouldn't do any of the curving stuff, you know, I would just go like straight down. Um, and it ended with me at the bottom of wintergreen um, face planting um, and then literally scraping off all the skin off my face in seventh grade and um, <laughs> going to school the next day and everyone being like, what happened? And like, you know, fake snow is really unfortunate. <laughs> My, uh, I lived in the Midwest, so we didn't go there skiing very often, but once in a while I would go out West and my dad would take me up to like the very top of these mountains when I was nine years old and I would just start crying and he's like, well, you got to ski down now. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so, you over fear, right? That's I was, yeah, literally it was, it was by the fire and now I'm a pretty good skier. So. Nice. That's awesome. Ariana, how did you learn how to ski? How did, uh, like, like, did you, did, did your family bring you up to the top of the mountain and just push you off? What, uh, I hope not. I hope yeah. not. <laughs> I went to Wintergreen the first time I skied and I was pretty old. I think if you learn to ski when you're younger, it's a lot easier, but I was, I don't know, sixth grade, seventh grade. And so it was a lot of me tripping and having to get up again. It was really embarrassing. Funny hill. It's like the um, idea of like, people always like, why don't you try snowboarding? I'm like, I'm not going to waste my one time on the slopes every three years falling on my butt the whole time right <laughs> like um 
Well, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to see the speed walking. I, I wish we were having like more meets in this indoor season so we could actually enter you. I didn't know this was such an interest. <laughs> I think um, it'd be really fun to try. I don't think I'd be good at it because I have really short legs, but we did an 100 meter speed walking race at practice for fun one day. And it was really fun. Did you win? Cassidy and I were very close. I don't know how <laughs> it was. Was, was, was this what around? Was was oh, no. This was just. <laughs> very recently he he thinks he's really good at it um, he does <laughs> yeah he'll listen to this too i think and so um yeah i'm kind of yeah. calling you out election sorry well so what i've noticed about speed walking is and this is because for two years res and i announced the virginia showcase where there's a speed walking uh event which is cool in theory and a lot of athletes get excited and are clearly kind of doing it for the bit and think it's funny and then they get a lap in and go oh my gosh i have 10 more of laps to go <laughs> I don't feel that good. It is so and I'm not moving that fast. <laughs> I just want to cheat. For 10 minutes of them just going, this is a terrible idea. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> How many of those kids actually start like running? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, actually. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you watch the Olympics. I, I don't know if you ever watched speed walking in the Olympics, Ariana. But if you get flagged three times because you ran, you get DQ'd. Mm-hmm. And so you'll see this person like speed walking and then they'll get like the red flag and they'll like collapse to the ground crying because they ran. And it's just a very weird, <laughs> weird moment. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think would put you over the, like, why, like, what would you need to improve upon? Cause you can't improve on leg length. Sorry. Can't do that. Um, <laughs> To really be good at speed walking, like I what? think I just have to do it a lot because whenever I do it, I'm really sore the next day, and I remember, oh, this uses very different muscles, and like so your I just like, every day like, the speed walk. Oh my gosh, I can already feel my hips tightening up whenever I think about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> IT band done. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that around. Well, we'll see if we can put you in. We'll see if we can slip you into some race, some some club race, some excuse me, club walk. Um, but. It would have to be after all of my other races, though, because I think if I speed walked and then had another race, I would just die during that other race. No, this, I, mean, I mean, the showcase this year, we're not going to worry about anything else. We're just going to focus on your speed walking. <laughs> we'll, we'll double your training. Excuse me. Two mile nap. All right, let's go over the last question then. So, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, you already told us your one of your secret talents is burrito making, but <laughs> if you had to name another one, what would another secret talent be? Um, I can solve Rubik's Cubes. So one time in seventh grade, I said, you know what? I want to learn how to solve Rubik's Cubes because I think it's really cool when people do it. And so I just sat down, spent three hours, memorized all of the little like things that you have to do to get it there. And now I can solve a Rubik's Cube. So cool. So what's your record time? I'm not very fast. When I did it a lot, I was able to do it in like four minutes or so, but now I'm not that fast. <laughs> so did you teach yourself how to do it or did you help? I taught myself. And you I taught, taught yourself? Myself, yeah, online. That's pretty cool. Um, so as someone who also knows, is, is a cuber as well, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm good to hear that that there's other people in this world who can solve Rubik's Cubes. Um, did you ever try a four by four or have you stuck to like the three I had like a one that has 12 sides I got one of those from someone who thought that it was cool and <laughs> I okay what happened I would solve it on this but online thing cool, <laughs> I would go through all the steps I'd get to the last step and I'd mess the entire thing up and this happened three times and so I just gave up on it and now it's in your closet under a bunch of stuff <laughs> yeah, exactly. you don't give up come on <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's break it back out. Um, do you remember Brandon Mann? No. He graduated two years ago. He was on the, he played soccer, but he was on the indoor track team. He was really, really obsessed as a senior with speed, speed Rubik's cubing. Like, like really obsessed. Like his senior project crazy. in Mesa was like building a robot that did the Rubik's cube from. He didn't finish it, I don't think. But like, yeah. In theory. Um, the ones that are crazy to me are the ones who can blindfold themselves mm-hmm. and are so familiar with just the various like algorithms and things that you use so that they can look at it for like a minute, blindfold themselves and solve a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. I saw someone solve a Rubik's Cube with one hand on a unicycle one time. It was quite interesting. At least there's bragging about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No competitions for that. Underwater uh, blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. It's very cool. Um, my dad got me a four by four Rubik's cube. Cause he once again, thought it was cool. And I looked, I literally looked at it and went, mm, that's all right. <laughs> and it's been sitting in my childhood dresser for 10 years and it's never been touched. So I, I feel you on the, on the advanced Rubik's cube thing. What's, yeah. what's your record for a Rubik's cube? Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, it was, well, there was one time where someone thought they mixed it up and they didn't, and I did it in like 10 seconds. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah. I got, I got about a minute. I could do it in about a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like, I really thought it was. And then someone goes, like, I went to some nerd camp. Some kid went, oh, I saw it in 15 seconds. And then I stopped. Uh, <laughs> You're like, well, that's not worth it. <laughs> and okay, man. <laughs> I don't even know what that You're really just trying to cover up my insecurity because I couldn't do that. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, man. Oh, shoot. As someone who's yeah. never solved a room, cube, none of it has any like you could once you learn like it sounds like already you like learn the little like patterns you can do right once you do the patterns it's it's like it's just a matter of it's it's just remembering things it's not really that hard ariana next semester since you already know matlab you're when when i was doing matlab you're gonna code rubik's cube stuff okay (laughs) good talk (laughs) and that's how it works uh i've thought about what i'm gonna do with you next semester because you were like the one student during the quarantine, I like actually learned MATLAB. I love MATLAB. So like, it's but fun. I'm like teaching everyone the same thing as no one else really truly learned it last year. So I'm like, what am I gonna do with Ariana next semester? Sorry, this is not great content. <laughs> but doesn't doesn't Miss Holly do like TAs? Doesn't Miss Holly have like TAs for CS? Oh, you want to grade? Grade your stuff. Yeah, you yeah, well, an extra credit. Yeah. No, that 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 sounds like you found a student teacher, I guess. So we're <laughs> gonna. <laughs> my student teacher's ariana i've had yes. interns actually ellie was my yeah, intern. Ellie. that was great we like made so many timing systems <laughs> yeah. i remember those we actually have a good chip timing one we've never used i, I kind of want to break it out this cross-country season mm-hmm. um just to see um, but it sounds like a lot more stress than it is worth <laughs> well cool this is a lot of fun um it's good hearing um about um, your path to this point I think it I think it's cool because like there's a lot of pressure um, athletes feel early on in high school and I think your perspective on it um, is refreshing and cool and kind of seeing how you got to where you are which a lot of people think or should think is like the peak of high school running right I mean how you did it in a natural way without putting too much pressure on yourself is awesome so um, thank you for that and um, good to hear about Rubik's Cubes burritos um, and speed walking for sure so this we've, we've really run the gamut yeah. This is awesome. This is very well done, Ariana. You are a person of many talents. And- <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, cool. Well, thank cool. you for this. Yeah. <laughs>